and welcome back to Keeping It Candid, our weekly pop culture podcast. I'm Sophie Milner. And I'm Millie Cotton. I really wanted to drop my voice several like octaves lower then to make it really different. <laughs> our voices sound different. So apparently people can't tell who we are still, which I think is quite funny. So this is me, Millie. And, and this is this now going to be Sophie. Me, Sophie. <laughs> no, no, this is me. Um, yeah. I guess our voices are quite similar there's not that much difference between them but they're not that similar i know maybe is yeah. mine slightly lower i thought mine was lower but then i get really high when i'm excited so yeah. oh i don't know but yeah, that's quite, yeah I, i'm not sure i mean i think you just have to listen to enough episodes to you know get tell to us know apart the, and that's, yeah. that's 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 an incentive just you know if just an incentive listen. to go and listen to some more episodes <laughs> <laughs> oh so how have you been, Minnie? I've been good. Yeah, no, I've been fine. Um, just plodding along, really. Just getting lots of work done, making a few, like, DJ mixes. Fun. That's really good. Um, yeah, not much. I've just been trying to crack on with stuff because I'm going to New York and Miami. Oh, my God. I didn't think you were doing New York as well as Miami. I thought you were yeah, just doing Miami. Yeah, so we're in New York for over my birthday. So yes. we're going to New York on Friday, and then we go to Miami on Tuesday, oh and then God, we come home fun. on Saturday. So we're only going for seven nights. So yeah. not, like, that long, but a really yeah. good break. Oh, that would be about. so nice. What are you looking forward to more, New York or Miami? Um, I think probably Miami because Miami's going to be an actual break. So I have to work while I'm in New York because I've got content to turn around. So I'm having to like work on my birthday. Oh, woe is me. Like most people have to work on their birthdays. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, and I think it's going to be quite busy. Um, and Miami, I'm actually just going to chill out and do nothing. That would be really nice. It's 27 degrees. Ooh, that is hot. Hot. I know. I had no idea that's it was going to be that's that like, hot. I'm sweating my tits off, kind of hot for me anyway. Like I sweat a lot, so you know. But that's yeah. That's gonna be warm. Come close. Very to very warm. Yeah. Um, oh, how how have you been? Sorry, M and S cookies are getting um, in the way. Yeah. On yeah, squishing. They're good. They're very good cookies. Yeah, they're yeah, exactly my favourite. Um, I've been good. You know what things things are actually. I'm feeling a really good place right now, which good. is great. And, you know, I'm just, I mean, nothing super, super major exciting. Actually, you know I am? I'm going to LA in less than two weeks. That's really exciting. I totally forgot that was happening. And then this weekend, it's my Mother's Day, so heading back to see my mom and my, oh, my dad. So, you know, that'll be nice. But yeah, I think things are really good. I just feel like work's kind of coming in a lot more now. It feels things are picking up. The, it's getting brighter and warmer outside. So mm-hmm. I feel in less of a miserable mood. It's fantastic. So... It's all good. It is insane how much difference the sun makes to our moods, isn't it? Definitely. And I feel it's one of those things that it ha- it really helps at first, but then I felt like I was really depressed last summer. So it kind of like the effect wore off. But I think the transition, you know, when you start to get like, it gets a bit warmer and you feel like you don't have to wear tights everywhere or, yeah. or you wear a lighter jacket. That feeling at the start of like spring is such a good feeling and it's really uplifting after a dark winter yeah for me it's the longer days it makes work so much easier doesn't it with not having to rush everything with the sun going down at you know yeah (laughs) absolutely and you can get so much more done but then the problem is I find that you don't want to do as much because you're like oh the weather's so nice I'm gonna go for a walk or I'm gonna go get a nice coffee or something like that so then I end up not doing as much work definitely much easier to procrastinate isn't it yeah absolutely definitely um, so for this episode, we were thinking that we would just talk about therapy. Yeah. Is it something that 
we've now both experienced and something that we both feel is really important to talk about for other people. Definitely. I think there's a lot of, you know, stuff around therapy that's still so misunderstood for people who haven't been in therapy. Mm. My dad, for instance, always just tells me to pull myself together still. I think it's a... I know it's a generational thing, but my mum is totally the opposite. But my dad is like... Yeah, but we all have those days. You just need to pull yourself together. Oh, and I just think it's one of those things. It's like, it is a generation. It is a generational thing. But part of me is like, how can you not see this? I've I've had this discussion so much more recently with people, and we've kind of kind of like all come to the conclusion that if you have a like deal struggle with your mental health, you just get it. Like you understand it. When someone says, Oh, just get a grip or pull yourself together, that is just simply not possible. Like I've listened to a lot of podcasts recently. Mm. So sort of like self-help ones and a lot of them will talk about being like, Yeah, you can like get over your anxiety or depression. You just need to change your thoughts. Like you need to just get and have new thoughts. And I'm like, oh yeah, cool, great. I'm just gonna stop thinking about this stuff. Yeah, cool, great. Okay. And it's just not Yeah, it's possible. not possible. Obviously there is a certain element of you have to want to change your attitude to, you know, even start with kind of thing. But you can't some people can't pull themselves out of like a black hole it's just not possible yeah for some people some people can some people can't yeah absolutely it's that simple and I think that's the thing when you need to recognise the fact that if you can't do that it is so okay to get help that's the thing I mean so when when did you first go therapy because you're not actively seeing anyone at the minute no I'm not and I haven't been for probably I went back to therapy I'll start at the beginning so I started (laughs) therapy when I was 14 when I was 14 when I basically stopped eating and um, then I was in therapy until I was 18 when my mum basically I was in private therapy and I had been for a long time it was really expensive and I wasn't really getting any better and actually I mean this is so counterproductive for what we're about to talk about but the reason I got better in the end was that everyone sort of it's so different when you have an eating disorder though I think Um, and obviously this isn't going to be the case for everyone and it was a very personal thing that happened for me but I only got better when everyone else started to pull back from me so I didn't go to therapy anymore my mum stopped forcing me to eat like and then I eventually like got better it was because yeah. I think we've talked about it before but it's a case of like I had this choice whether I wanted to like literally die or get better and I don't know something just happened and I started eating not in a healthy way and not in like a but you know it all worked out so that's when I started therapy and then I went back to therapy um last year no the year before last year for like a period of like six months I think yeah yeah no I've been in therapy for nearly a year having weekly sessions yours were yours weekly Mm. yeah yeah and I've like mine was yours just like talking therapy or was it CBT so I tried CBT to start with um and so when I started therapy I started um with CBT and it was NHS CBT it was part of my in-clinic eating disorder, like eating stuff. Because yeah. um, I was in a, what's it called? I was in an inpatient unit, so it was part of that. 
and then that didn't work you didn't do anything um and so my mum went to this talk by this woman who was amazing and I saw her then for the next four years and then stopped seeing her and then went back to her that's really good yeah that's good because she knew you and I think that's gonna yeah, be quite nice yeah it was it's... so much easier I think because when did you realize that you thought that you needed therapy I you know what it was I always thank Lucy Moon for giving me the push that I needed for it when we recorded our podcast episode with her but it was when we were recording at my flat and I knew that I'd been so low for so long and I was just really struggling to cope and manage everything by myself and then when Lucy kind of just said it so casually and she was just like yeah you should you should go see a therapist and I was uh, like really and she was like yeah like you're doing so much and managing so much on your own and you've got all these like personal problems you're dealing with you should go go see one and I was just there like okay and she's like no I'm being serious and that kind of was for me the permit like her it was almost like she kind of gave me permission to give me myself permission to seek that help because before I had never really spoke to anyone I'd never really had anyone speak so candidly about it and be really open about it and say how okay it is. Before yeah. it was always seen as such a big like, oh, therapy, oh, you're really struggling. Oh God, you have to see a therapist, you're a bit crazy. Like that kind of thing. Or either that, which is a very British way of seeing it, or you'd see it as like, a, oh my God, you're so like self-indulgent or you're really like, you know, you're quite, it's very like Americanized. Mm. Like you seem like, it seems like that kind of thing. And I just didn't really feel, I just, at that point, I, I just felt like I really needed to, to go. And I just, I, I, I wasn't, I just couldn't really get out of bed in the morning. I didn't want to do anything. I was alone all the time. And I just needed someone to like offload everything to and just sort of like try and like find a better way of dealing with what I was going through. So, and I do find, find that it has helped. Like it has helped, but it goes through stages. Sometimes I feel I'll go and I'll feel great. And then other times I will go and I, like therapy isn't easy. And I think that's the thing. A lot of people, when I spoke to my mum about it, she was like, I, and I said like at one point, oh, I had a really difficult session today. Mm. And we don't really talk a lot about it because she doesn't, I don't think she really likes to. And I think she doesn't like the idea of obviously me being upset about something and dragging up things from the past and getting upset about it. She thinks it's really counterproductive. But sometimes to heal like past things you've of got course, to you've got yeah. to drag things up from the past and you've got to you've got to kind of you you I've realized how much I shut my emotions off to things and I didn't realize I do it so much mm. and we all do it so much like even if you don't think you do you, people definitely do and I hadn't sort of grieved certain things in my life that I really needed to and it kind of gave me the push that I've kind of had to deal with this thing and it's hard so I'll come out of a session and be like I had a really awful session and it has ruined my day sometimes oh absolutely like yeah. I used to come out of therapy sessions and I used to have like borderline migraines so I've been crying so much that my head hurts yeah yeah like just it, uncontrollably yeah. but you have to do that to, I think it gives you that safe space to actually feel your feelings yeah yeah Absolutely, and it's, well. it's scary. And it makes your feelings valid, yes. almost. That's what I've always felt like a therapist has done for me, is she's made my feelings feel valid. Yeah. Like, I'm not being too much. I'm not being, like, too dramatic. Because I feel like as women, we are, for our entire lives, told that we are being, like, overly dramatic. Yeah, just, like, hysterical. And, or yeah, or we're taking things too personally, or we're too sensitive. Yeah. And so for someone to be like, no, you are allowed to feel these feelings... Yeah. ...is amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. When I feel really overwhelmed with everything, I 
and I, I'll sit there and it happens quite a lot I'll sit there to my therapist and I'll be like I mean I don't know why I feel like this because like, I mean I just feel so overwhelmed and she's like you do know why you feel like this and it's perfectly normal to feel like this like, and then she'll list the reasons why and like mm. you run your own business you do this like you've got an ill family member and I'll be like yeah yeah okay and you sometimes just we're so used to obviously trying to keep calm and carry on and tell ourselves that we're okay all the time that when we're not we're not actually you don't deal with those emotions properly so it's a good place to go and we had this recently where my session last week I cried all the way through it and then I came home and I cried all afternoon and then I ended up cancelling my date because I wanted to stay in and cry some more and it was fucking horrible but like I felt a lot better a couple days later and I saw her yesterday and when we were talking about it we were talking about I said how I felt like I just wanted to put my emotions in a box and she was like don't put them in a box she was like put them here she was like this Mm. is where you come to like you said it's a safe place where you can explore your feelings and actually deal with things properly here so that when you're outside and out and about you can get over it and I think you know I just wish I started to see a therapist sooner Mm. I think so many people are held back because we think because we're told to tell ourselves to, to be okay. We're told to get a grip. We're, we're afraid that we're going to be seen as like less of a person or yeah. like, like unstable and stuff. So with yours, because I went through a couple of therapists before I found the, what I thought for me was the right one. How did you find, because also I was my therapist, because I was a teenager, my therapist was chosen for me. Yeah. But you picked your therapist, didn't you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How did you pick her and... Is it your first therapist and you stuck with her? Yep, yeah. So I found her, I went on, I think I just Googled a therapist in London and there was like, oh, there was a website and I think it was just, it was like a psychologist. It was probably the first one that came up on Google and you can just search based on area. So I just searched for them sort of like quite local to me and I emailed a few. I had an email from one guy and I just, I don't know, like, even just in the email I just wasn't like keen on his response like I'm not sure what I was looking for because this is one thing I I spoke to my at one point I was like wondering whether therapy was right for me or not and I spoke to my guy friend who'd been in therapy and he said he said to me he was like Sophie he's like you've got to remember your therapist isn't your friends like like if they're like being really friendly with you that's like crossing a line and I was like I know like you're so right and I guess I'm not used to having that kind of relationship where I tell so much to somebody without them being really close to me. Yeah. So I guess I find that a bit weird. So then after I had that discussion with him, I found things went better. But back to how I found my therapist. I then emailed a couple of women and I spoke to one on the phone and I spoke to two on the phone and then went for a sort of like trial session with yeah. the lady that I'm seeing now. And I just I just felt quite comfortable there. and Which is so important. Yeah. Because... You have to be really honest in therapy. If you're not going to be honest with the person that is your therapist, then there is absolutely no point. Yeah. Like you're wasting either NHS resources or your money. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, it's it's hard and things can take a long time to like build up to it. But, you know, I've admitted things in therapy that like, uh, things about like thoughts and stuff that I just, I just couldn't say anywhere else. Mm. It does feel good to get it off your chest. It does, and it does validate everything. But yeah, so I don't know. It felt right with her. Will I will I continue to see her for? I don't know how long I'll continue to see her for. But 
it's one of those things that I feel like now I've done it if I go off it like it, I'll feel so much easier getting back into it but yeah. the annoying thing would be if I don't go back to see her you've then got to go to a new therapist and I feel like you're going to be going over new you the have same to ground everything again which is why I when I decided that I wanted to go back to therapy which was mainly because I would think I was struggling with self-confidence and work yeah. so and it was like really like affecting my performance um I mean, which is so funny because it's not changed that much. Mm. There is no amount of therapy that can stop my nerves, apparently. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I went back to the same therapist because it's just easy for someone to know your past and to not have to go over everything again. Yeah, yeah. Because like it's you, what I find, so what I found in therapy is the interesting thing that I find you'll be talking about something super present and you'll have spoken about something in your past and then my therapist will pick up on it and be like, oh, you know, does this not remind you of this mm. and or this situation or can you think of a time when this has happened to you but in a slightly different way? And obviously I know what she's sort of getting at and then I, I create the links and I understand why I act in certain ways and I cope with things in a certain way. And it's just really, really interesting. But yeah, to have to go and get a new therapist and like kind of like get all that groundwork back out and talk about all your like family dramas and your ex like exes and your past relationships. Oh my God. Like I don't want to have to go through and do that all over again, really. But I just think it's a very, it's, oh yeah, I mean, obviously we can't really, we have to sort of talk about the, the money side of it. Yeah, of course. Um, I, when I did have NHS therapy, it was very different because again, I was an inpatient, so it was just provided yeah. pretty much straight away. But I know that there's a really, unlike yours is private, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then mine after that was private. Yeah. So there is a long wait my for friend, therapy. My friends, I remember, so like talking about this with my friends, I didn't realize in my friendship group, like my main group of girls, I know one's on antidepressants, one's sees a therapist on the NHS, and then I see a therapist too. And out of like... Out of how many of... Uh, I think there's like six or seven of us in London. Yeah, okay. So that's nearly half. That's nearly half. That's like half of us pretty yeah. much. And I think I've got other friends who are in this friendship group but live elsewhere who are also... I don't know if they're on anything, but they're definitely... They really struggle with their mental health. So I remember being at a pub with my friend and she just kind of casually brought up in conversation that she had started seeing a therapist on the NHS. And I was like, oh my God, like, you know, I didn't know it was like, this was really an issue for you. But then I remember she drunkenly told me at uni she was on anti-anxiety tablets. Mm. My other friend was really shocked and was like, oh my God, like, I just never thought that you would need it and la la la. Like, I, I just don't, I just can't relate. Like, you know, and she was like, my friend was explaining a situation where she got really bad anxiety. And my friend, and my other friend was like, I just can't relate to that. Whereas I was sitting there being like, I relate so much. And I just wanted to be like, I too am seeing a therapist. But I felt really awkward because my, my other friend didn't know how to react in that situation. Yeah. So I didn't want to then have her react that way to me. So, but my friend took the one who's in therapy on the NHS. She said she was on the wait list for two years. Two years. Two years. Wow. Which is a lot longer than another friend who's recently gone on antidepressants. And she was put basically to the very top of the list yeah i think it they do um they obviously look at how you are and assess that yeah my friend put that she was in a very bad state so yeah definitely and my other one of my other friends who had therapy on the nhs she got 
like she'd been suffering with issues in OCD for so many years, they fast tracked her and put her. They're like, we can get you a therapist next week. Yeah. Um, but then the th- the thing with the NHS, you don't get that many sessions. I think a lot of people like so. My so you get six to six. start with, and then I think it's reassessed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it's always extended. Yeah, and I think that's a difficult thing because I think uh, in six sessions you can probably pull up quite a few difficult things. But can you really? like sort of like patch things up yeah I I just don't even know by the end of six sessions if you can even decide whether you've got a really good relationship with your therapist where you can it takes a while to get to know someone and build up that trust where you want to share stuff Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. unless you're like me and I'm just like we'll talk about my entire life yeah yeah (laughs) but and happily do so yeah I mean my therapist like costs she bases her prices on like kind of like what you're earning so if you she's like oh if you're earning this is what your earning band Mm. is this is how much I charge if you're earning this much and then she doesn't ask to see your paycheck or anything she yeah. just asks you to be, be honest, be honest yeah. so um so yeah I pay I think I pay like 70 pounds a session yeah so, so that's what mine was and yeah. I think so crazily so obviously the first time I was in therapy it was over it was like yeah over mm. 10 years ago and her prices haven't changed that's nice so it was 70 pounds although when actually when I was in therapy because my mum used to pay only 40 because it's all she could afford so Claire like yeah changed that for that which is really lovely but when I went back I was paying 70 yeah yeah so it's quite I feel like it's quite a standard rate to be paying and it's a lot of money that's that is a problem I think that's obviously the difficult thing I know we're really privileged to be able to afford to to do that and I think I, remember- I don't know though because I think I would have I would stay in therapy as maintenance if it was cheaper yeah I just think it's, it's just so much money every month and, like, I would rather spend it on a gym membership. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. It doesn't no. seem like it's still... It's still, like, a lot of money. It is. It is. I think that's the thing. I, I don't know. I I have looked into therapy in the past, like, a few, a few years ago when I wasn't earning what I am now and I just knew that I was just there, like... I remember getting really upset by the whole aspect of the fact that I was like, it's just so unaffordable. Mm. And I think I wish that there was more on more like to offer from the NHS but I remember seeing a statistic saying that mental health is going to be as much like mental health issues are going to be as severe as like the issues in obesity in 2020 so I don't know hopefully more will be done for it because yeah. it's the minute it feels like it's getting so much worse and no one really knows how to cope yeah no that's true yeah it's very very true yeah um Back to your therapist. What do you? What qualities do you appreciate in her? For with like, like with mine, she was very unjudgmental of anything. Like she was never judgmental. You can tell when people are being like judgmental, even if they're trying not to be. I think, yeah. and I think that's really important. Yeah. like having someone who literally passes no judgment. Yeah, yeah, that's really yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think mine's, yeah, I don't ever feel, I don't ever feel like she's judged me. I think there was one time I told her a story, but that was about somebody else and she looked really shocked. And I was related to the story and that kind of amused me because I was there like, yeah, it was a shocking moment, wasn't it? Um, and I do love telling a story. But I, I think I really like that she's very calming. She's very calming and like, there's an element that I just feel like, I, yeah, I just don't feel like she judges me. Yeah. I think that's what it really comes down to. Everything when I, when I think, playing back all the things that I've said, and, um, you know, 
I whenever I even I say I do say the really things like oh, like oh god I can't believe I'm crying so much or something she always makes me feel like my feelings are valid always and she also like really helps me create certain links when I'm just like I don't know how I feel like why I feel this way or la 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 and she always will help me create that link and like just it's nice it's just nice to feel that like you're not crazy <laughs> yeah basically I think that's what it comes down to yeah. isn't it yeah so what about what other ones do you think that you, that you found good about your therapist um yeah also she was really calming I find her just to be a really calming presence in general mm. which is really nice um I think to be honest that's kind of it yeah like that's what you need from a ther- therapist right you need them to be non-judgmental and calming and validate your feelings yeah. and that's what they do <laughs> yeah could you see yourself with a guy therapist no no I don't think I could see my, no. myself with one we did family therapy for a while when I was younger and um, oh my god it was the most awful thing that you would ever experience basically you have a therapist like as a mediator and then you get your family in a room so it was me my mum my stepdad and my brother and my dad with this one guy it was the, oh my and god we had to do like, this sounds terrible i think like six sessions of it or something and i think the whole point was it was supposed to make me realize how i was impacting everyone else's life and that was supposed to you know suddenly make me better because i was you know oh my god really... that sounds like it would make you feel awful like yeah but it was wild i don't know if they still do it and it might be just something because i was in children's mental health services so it might be something you do but then i think no as adults you must do it as well because it's yeah but yeah like family therapy is hardcore oh my god because it's like it's pulling everyone else into it and oh god yeah so that's the only time i've ever had a male therapist and i don't think i would ever do it again no so you yeah so you've experienced that i just feel like i wouldn't i don't know there's uh, I just feel like obviously there's something more comforting about women and I think being a woman I just trust telling them stuff more and that they probably will understand why I feel a certain way more even though mm. they're a fucking psychologist they 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 understand the mind anyway yeah. if they're a man or a woman but I think that I if I was going to find a therapist now I might find a man like I couldn't have a therapist who is a similar age to me like I, I need them to be older. Mm-hmm. I need to have. I need them to be like an authority figure, mm-hmm, almost mm-hmm. in my mind, whether yeah. they are, you know, in reality or not. Um, so maybe I would go for a guy. Maybe I would. I don't know. Yeah. It needs to be really motherly, or maybe a man. If I was going to find a new one now. Yeah. Yeah, motherly's like, like key. Yeah, it is. It really. <laughs> How old is. is your therapist? She's like my mum's age. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I saw her out when I was I was at the queuing for brunch Did in you? Brixton Village one time. And I saw her with her husband and then I just was like, this is so awkward. I'm seeing my therapist outside in the streets in Brixton. In real and life. Yeah, I know. And I just put my head down and pretended to be on my phone because I was queuing. And there was queuing in the queue for brunch and I was waiting for someone to meet me. I'm sure so she would understand. Yeah, oh my God, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, because otherwise it's like, how would I have explained that? But like when my, when my friend popped up and I was like, oh, hi. And I was just like, why are you saying hi? But it also breaks that it's, when you see a therapist in like the real world, <laughs> it's like when you see a teacher outside of school, it breaks all the like, the weird norm that you've created. Yeah, this that, whole, like, and your norm for therapy is going into that specific room and talking about your feelings. You're not supposed to see her in the outside world. That's yeah. not supposed to happen. No, <laughs> it's not. And it was like, I was just like, it was terrifying. I felt like I'd just seen an ex or something. <laughs> so I was like, ah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, yeah, what else? What else? Um, so I guess 
I think the thing to stress is that like there is no amount of right time to be in or out of therapy. No, absolutely not. Like I, um, I was actually saying this uh, to to Millie. I went on a date last night, and the guy that I spoke to he had said that he'd been in therapy for several years and now he still goes and sees his therapist once every two months and he's like I do it because he's like I feel absolutely great now I'm the best I've been in like years but I do it because I like doing it and I think it's a really healthy thing to do and it's just like checking in and just keeping like track of everything so it's just kind of like managing your mental health a bit better and I just really appreciated the fact because I know it's really difficult for guys especially difficult for guys to often get this help and I just really appreciate the fact that we were so open about it and mm. he said that. But so I do think you're right, there is no right or like wrong time to kind of be in, in therapy. It. Yeah. And do you know what therapy might never actually you might always need to be in therapy mm-hmm. and that's fine. Yeah. Also. And you might only need five sessions and then feel fine. Yeah. And that's also fine. Yeah, because some people just need that person to go to because they haven't got somebody to offload to my mum's convinced that I see a therapist because I don't have a boyfriend to offload to every single day and like talk about my problems (laughs) and I'm just like Jesus Christ mum I was like a boyfriend isn't a substitute for a therapist a therapist is not a substitute for a boyfriend I mean Cal does do quite a good job but he is he absolutely is not a substitute yeah and I think that's the thing I guess that you if you're struggling like it can be very very difficult what you're if you're if you're putting a lot on your partner Mm. it can be really really hard for them and like you should never feel bad about it because it's just it's you going through a shit time but also like it does it does seeing a therapist does help take off that pressure definitely I know for Cal that when I'm because I very much still go through like you know bad not just like a bad week but like a bad few weeks and every few months I will have a bad few weeks and it's like you go I go in and out of these phases of well I don't want to say it's depression but it is like not good and Cal doesn't know what to do when I'm sad because he thinks that he's making me sad. And I'm like, honestly, if I could tell you what was making me sad, I would tell you. Yeah. I literally don't know what it is. I am just sad at the moment. And I will be me. fine. And I was fine. And it's just me. And like, I think that for him is really hard. Yeah. But he's kind of, you know, we're almost three years in and he's starting to understand it a bit better. Yeah, yeah. I think it can be very, really difficult. I remember when my ex-boyfriend was going through a really depressive state and the issue with that was he told me that I was, the relationship was the reason why he was which feeling is depressed, which awful. is... awful. Yeah, so I, I felt responsible and I remember um, Sarah, who did our masters, gave me a, a book and it was it was something like, how to cope when your partner has depression or something like that and I remember, I didn't even get around to reading it because he broke up with me before I had any time to do it, but I just the fact that I was like going to those lengths and stuff and I felt, I was trying to get him into therapy and he said that he'd been to a therapist once because one of his exes made him go. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, it was shit. It didn't do anything. But that's the thing. Like, it's not... You're going to go one time. You're not going to really feel any yeah, different. Yeah, it's not... Like, they can't wave a magic wand and make your entire life better. It's a, like, small stepping stone yeah. situation where it will gradually get better, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Can you? No. Think of anything else that you were, like, nervous about? Oh, I sometimes still get nervous every time I go. Sometimes I feel, 
I think I get more nervous when I'm in a bit of a when I'm going through a really good stage and I'm like I have nothing to talk about (laughs) I have 50 minutes and I've got nothing to talk about and I'm trying to think of problems that like oh maybe this is bothering me a little bit and that for me that's when I stress yeah but whereas if I'm going through a really bad time I just I look forward to going because I'm just like I can cry and I can get upset and it's okay to do that and I think I just think for me the main takeaway from it and I think that's this is one thing that I want everyone to know is just don't just really don't be afraid to get help and don't because there is there there is so much mental health stigma like stigma around it still there is and I know a lot of people pretend like there's not and they're like because so many people talk more openly about it but I honestly think that if you feel you need to get something sorted do it because if you think it you need it I really like I wish I'd started it sooner and my friend who went on to antidepressants said she was like I wish that I had started them sooner everyone that I know who has done something a step towards their mental health said they wish that they did it sooner Mm. so I think that's the thing you can't like we don't you know it's, it's the same old metaphor like that everyone ever uses if you've got a cold you try and do something about it straight away yeah. you've got a headache you take a tablet you you know you break your ankle you go to the doctor's day and you get a cast put on it mm. you fix all these like physical things yeah no so i just think it's it's that it's exactly it's just the exact same with your mind so you've just mm. got to treat your mind your mind is still a body part like it's a brain and whatever's going on in there that like you need to you need to just treat it nicely and just treat it the same way and therapy is effective in more cases than it isn't so there yeah. is but yeah that is our therapy session yep and we'll be back in a few weeks we are taking a break i'm going away and then sophie's going away going away and then then we're back yeah yeah so it'll be end of april yeah it'll be end of april that we'll be back so yeah um feel free to leave a nice review and subscribe we've had some not so nice ones so any nice ones would you know really boost our self-esteem as well as our itunes rating (laughs) (laughs) bye bye